Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. A lot of times we like to think he doesn't work until we need something. But that's not the right way to think about our God. Somebody say he never stops. Amen. His name means I never stop being who I am. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Does the sun ever stop shining? No. He never stops. And the Bible said he never sleeps. No, some God never takes a break. You won't either. The only reason why you take a break is because you have a body. Amen. And we're going to talk about your body today. And once, once, you're, once you receive your glorified body, you know you're going to never stop either. Amen. The Bible said Jesus ever liveth to make an intercession for us in heaven in that glorified body. That glorified body doesn't get tired. Amen. Amen. Praise. You're going to get one one day. Hallelujah. And I want to help you with this as we teach on healing. A lot of times when people pass away and, and they go off to heaven and people say, well, they're going to get their healing in heaven. You don't need healing in heaven. Well, you don't need healing in heaven. Because there's no sickness there. Come on now. Stay with me. Hallelujah. I'm going to help you this morning. So next time you go to somewhere and somebody pass on, they say, well, they're going to get their healing. They're going to get their healing on the other side. The only thing that was sick was the body. The body don't go to the other side. The body goes to the graveyard. All right. All right. Amen. So the body don't go to the other side. So when they say they're going to get their healing on the other side, it's not a really, it's not a correct statement. Because the only thing that needs healing is the body. Come on now. Your mind needs to be renewed. And your spirit is recreated. Your spirit is completely recreated when you get born again. Into the image and likeness of God. When you get saved, you look just like God on the inside. Amen. I'm going to help you with this. Because a lot of people say that to make us feel better when my loved one got healing on the other side to make us feel. Well, they couldn't get it here, but they got it on the other side. It's illegal, but if you went and dug, dug the body up, you'd find out that body still needed healing, miracles, signs and wonders and everything done to it. It's not a correct statement. Amen. If you're going to get healed, you get it here. You get it right now. You don't try to get it on the other side. Because when you die, your spirit and soul separates from your body. So that when people come to view you, and you're going to be looking good too. You probably get a new set of clothes. Come on now. They'll fix you up real good, put makeup on you and fix your hair real good. You're going to be looking good laying down. But that's the body that needed the healing. And we take it and we bury it. Now... (laughs) At the end of this dispensation, when Jesus comes back, amen, and raptures his church, the Bible says the dead in Christ is going to do what? Amen. Rise first. Now, what died? What separated? The body is what separated and stayed here. So when it says the dead in Christ is going to rise first, what is it talking about? Your body getting up. Come on now. 
in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Somebody twinkle your eye. Amen. You ain't going to even know you got your body back. It's going to happen so quick. But it's going to be a glorified body. Amen. Your body and spirit and soul are going to meet up again. And your body is going to be a glorified body. It'll never get tired is what the Bible says. It'll never get sick is what the Bible says. It's, it's delivered from everything the kingdom of doctors will want to offer. Amen. But until that time, you're going to need healing. Amen. You're going to need healing in your body from the time uh, as long as you're here on this planet. You're going to need healing minister to you the whole time you're on this planet. And what I want to show you today is God doesn't want you to wait till symptoms show up in your body to start trying to get a healing. Amen. I'm going to help you with that today. Come on now. He doesn't want you to wait till you need money to start asking him for money. Because what he does, he never stops doing it. That song was right about him. He never stops ministering his redemptive ability to us. So it's our job to never stop what? Receiving. Come on now. If, you'd be a, if we'd be a better receiver, come on now. If we never stop receiving, praise God, hallelujah. If we never stop receiving, then we would constantly be receiving what he never stops what? Giving. I've been in the body of Christ for a long time, and most Christians wait till something happens in their body before they go to God for healing. They need to be feeling bad. They need to be in pain. They, they need to have symptoms in their body before they get their Bible and go to God for healing. And that is not how we live. That's not how we're supposed to live. I was sitting in my, <laughs> in my office and I was studying about the redemptive names of God. And we call him Jehovah. When we talk about the red seven redemptive names of God, we call him Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who's always present. Yeah. That's why he can say, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Because my name identifies who I am. My name describes who I, I am always. So you can never tell me to come because I'm Jehovah Shammah. You can never ask me to come, come in this room, God. Come on in this room, God. You better not saying that in here. It may sound good with a beat on it, but it's wrong to saying that because it does not identify the character of our God. Our God never leaves us, so we don't have to go looking for him. Amen. Praise God. He never stops healing. He never stops. <laughs> he never stops healing. Even if I don't see it. No, he's healing. Next we're going to talk on giving. He never stops providing. Amen. But the problem with his church is, is constantly stopping receiving. It's the problem is with our receiver. And this is what the Lord told me. He says, you would walk in divine health if you understood that I never stopped healing. 
Because every day you get up, I want to provide healing to you. Every day. So when something is functioning in your body and it's not even noticeable, I want to take care of it before it becomes a symptom. I want to deal with it before it becomes a symptom and becomes an issue to you. And before somebody can diagnose something and say you got so many days and now you're fighting with what they said instead of with who I am. He said, I, I want to I end the ideal that you're trotting along through life and then all of a sudden symptoms show up in your body and now you got to go grab your Bible. Financial needs show up in your life and now you got to get another job. I want to get you out of that. I want you to understand who I am and what I'm consistently getting out and putting out and I want you to receive from me. Amen. Minister Caleb said it right. He said, your faith is how you receive from God. Amen. Faith is the hand that takes from God or faith is the ability I have to receive from God because he's constantly giving. So I have to receive what he's given in order to get it. Amen. Amen. So open your Bible with me today and... Um, Let's look over here at Matthew. Let's start at Matthew. And uh, they took Tutu out. The message was so good. Tutu knew he wasn't going to get a fever anymore, and he was shouting. <laughs> He's shouting about it. And they took him out of service. Boy, that's like a Baptist church to me. What's wrong with y'all? You shout at the Baptist church, they take you out. <laughs> they take you out. And the, the ushers get a fan and they fan you. And they, they won't bring you back into the service until you calm down. <laughs> Pull yourself together. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> How about them times? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Praise God. You get your healing. <laughs> you got to be constantly receiving, ain't that right? Amen. Praise God. You get your healing all the time, it's going to be because you've been tightened up on the word. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> ain't that right? Turn over here to Matthew chapter 3. You know, if you, if you watch the news, and, um, and if you've been watching the political races in our country, one of the biggest issues have been health care. That because in other countries, I probably think in Canada, probably Great Britain, and some other countries, they have a national health care program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That every citizen is covered. Mm -hmm. Every citizen is covered. Every citizen, maybe show their identification, they're a citizen. Once you show your identification or whatever cards that you have to show of proof to qualify you for that you're a citizen. And once they identify you a citizen, and then you have a right to go into their facilities and receive medical care from doctors, from nurses, so forth and so on. And because you're a citizen, if you're not a citizen of that country, you cannot go in there and receive treatment. But if you're a citizen, that's all you need. You walk in the hospital, whatever's going on in your body, they help you. 
I believe that's the way that works. And so in the United States, our healthcare system has been by insurance, pay as you go, your insurance company with your job or your insurance you purchase yourself, you have to have an insurance provider to you that, that provides you coverage of some type, and then you present that identification and the hospital system treats you because they own a basically you pay as you come system. And so, you know, uh, President Obama and President Trump have both been working on a, a health care system, and the objective is to do what? Provide health coverage for what? Every what? Every American is supposed to have health care coverage. And so, in, in America, we have what we call, we, call, we call a democracy. But in Great Britain, they still have a queen. And if it was a male, they would have a king. And so they basically have a kingdom. And we have uh, the United States of America. We have a union. We're not, we're not a, under a king. We didn't want that in our country. We did not want that government system. And so when we read our Bibles, and Jesus comes and he's preaching, repent for the kingdoms here. We have trouble relating to him because we've never lived under a king. And so when we think about the kingdom of God, we have to understand Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the ultimate ruler. All power in heaven and earth is given unto him. And so people that come from a nation where that is ruled by a king, they understand the Bible a lot clearer than people that don't understand that kingship is a, is a government system too. And so when Jesus came preaching, repent for the kingdom is here. It means, what does king mean? King means that there is one person that rules over a realm, amen, a domain, and everything in that domain, he has dominion over it, amen. That's where we get our word dominion from. It, it means the ruler of a domain, amen. So when God created Adam, he says, you're going to have dominion. So when he said that, he made Adam a what? That's right. That's what he made him, amen. And then Jesus came back and told us in the book of Revelation, he's made us what? So there's a realm of things that you're supposed to have dominion over. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Yes. You are a king in the kingdom and there's, a, there's things he's given you dominion over. Yes. And when you speak to it, bless God forever, as long as you're submitted to the one that gave you that authority, everything under you will yield to you. Yes. Your body's under your dominion. Come on now. Amen. It's a servant to you. It's a servant to your spirit so that you can serve the king of kings while you're here and he's given you dominion over it. And if you would speak right over it, amen, it would obey you. Amen. Praise God. I already gave you one form of your healing right now. So there's something wrong with your leg. You, you, you feel something in your leg and it's not supposed to be there. You said be made whole. You command it, be made whole, 
in the name of Jesus and everything in your dominion has to yield to you. Amen. 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 So Jesus, he comes and he's not introducing, he's not introducing himself. He's introducing a kingdom. And in a kingdom, it's designed to set up a certain way of living. Amen. A certain way of living, certain benefits to the, uh, we can say the, the people of that kingdom, the representatives of that kingdom is a certain way of living. Now we go back to the, the nations I said that had a national health care program. Jesus' kingdom is a greater kingdom. And it comes with a national health care program. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. It does come with it. You got to understand it's a kingdom. And he is saying this kingdom is greater than all other kingdoms. Come on now. They, they, when they prophesied of his kingdom, they said there'll be no kingdom like this kingdom. Amen. Now, who are, we can say, the people of that kingdom? Believers. When Jesus came preaching the message, how many people were in the kingdom? Nobody. Well, nobody in the kingdom. Zilch. He came to bring a whole new kingdom. Now, when you want people to, by choice, to leave one kingdom and come into another kingdom, what makes people leave one kingdom and go to another kingdom? Hmm? Well, why do people leave Cuba and almost and many drown and never get here and just get on a boat and illegally leave and, and, and because they are pursuing a better life? Many people come to this country because they're pursuing a better life. They're leaving oppression. They're leaving lack. They're leaving poverty and they're pressing into the kingdom. Amen. Praise God. And some people don't wait for a green card. They don't wait for the citizenship process. Praise God. And, 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 and if you was that person and you really needed a better way of living, you'd leave too without a card. Amen. So don't mess with people without a card. They're just trying to get to a better kingdom. Amen. And if you was in their shoes, you'd probably be trying to swim too. And some of y'all I know can't swim a lick. I can just look at you and tell. Gonna be shark meat. But anyway, the thing is, Jesus presented, he said it's something about his kingdom. He said the kingdom suffered violent, the violent taken by force. And he said, when the kingdom is preached, people will do what? Press into the kingdom. The result of the preaching of the kingdom of God is people should be pressing into it. But two-thirds of our city don't go to church. You know why? Because they never mention the kingdom. They're ministering some message that don't even matter. Something that shouldn't even be even discussed in the church or by its people. Most, most Christians don't even know what the kingdom is. It's a whole new way of living. And it's called the kingdom of what? And what else? It's called the kingdom of God. And what else is it called? The kingdom of heaven. So what kind of lifestyle are they bringing? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. 
So Jesus was what? Bringing the lifestyle of heaven to earth. Can you feel the Holy Ghost? Amen. So once you understood the conditions of heaven, amen, and that you realized he was bringing the lifestyle of heaven to earth, amen, that'll get you, and then demonstrate it. Not just say it, but demonstrate. God going to demonstrate it today. Somebody going to get their healing up in here this morning. In heaven, they're not subject to the physical laws that we're subject to here on earth. So when Jesus told the disciples to take a boat, amen, his father told him, you go into the other side too, but don't take a boat. You're going to use the ability of heaven to get to the other side while they're using the ability of earth. So he tells them to take off first. They get caught in a storm. And even with a boat, they're not making progress. Jesus gave them a head start. Come on now. Getting to the other side. And not only does he not have a boat, he's got to still go through the same storm they're going through without a boat. So in the middle of the night, they saw this figure that's going across. And he did not stop to help them. He kept coming. Somebody saw him out there and said, whoa. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> they didn't know who it was going, what that was going across there. And when they called out to him, that's when he stopped. And then he said, it's I, be not afraid. Why? Because when you come from heaven, you don't fear earthly circumstances. Come on now, I'm trying to help you. When you come from heaven, the challenges in earth don't make you afraid because the things from heaven made and control the things in the earth. Yeah. Amen. He can, I can walk through it in a storm or I can walk through it in the calm. It does not matter. It's the same walk. I just tried to help you right there. Amen. Even if it's storming, it's still calm to me. And if it's calm, it's still calm. Come on now. He's trying to make you, because why? He didn't come here to, he didn't come here to be under the circumstance. He came from a whole nother kingdom and he was a representative from a whole nother kingdom. So I don't get scared because they said tornado watch because I am from another place where we can speak to the storm and it'll obey us. I'm trying to help you instead of grabbing a towel and jumping in your tub. Amen. Wrapping everybody up in a tub and you and everybody else is going to be in another county. I'm trying to teach you. <clears throat> what is my job in the kingdom? My job is to teach you or he says go in the world and make disciples. Teach them how to live in the kingdom. Now, you know how to live in America. But you don't know how to live in other countries because when you go there, they do what life a whole, the systems, the government system, the economic system is different kind of money. You're sitting there with dollars and they using pesos and you can't figure it out. I know when I go to Mexico, there's pesos, you got to figure out pesos and dollars and you got to go down to the exchange and exchange the money. You know, you don't know. And you can't drive down there. You think there's a lot of cars on our street. We hire drivers when we go down there. 
Because I'm telling you right now, I've never seen so many cars in all my life. They don't have stop signs where we have them. Just the average corner does not have a stop sign. It's called figure it out. And they're better at it than we are. They're better than, and that's why y'all fuss at them when you see, when you see somebody from, 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 that, from, a, from a South American nation, especially somebody from a city like Mexico City, where there's more people there than any place in the world. And that's the reason why they drive the way they drive. They don't have time to stop. Stopping holds everything up because there's too many cars. When, when, when you come in this way, you and I, we figured it out already. You go through Zoom and I go right on through. And we don't need a stop sign to figure that out. In America, we sitting there, are you coming or not? You want me to come? Well, whose turn is it? They don't do that. They don't do that. They ain't got time for that. Because if everybody drove like that, the cars would be backed up. Because, and, and, some, and then some days you can't get on the street. You can only drive on certain days. How would you like that to mess you up? If you got a card in your mailbox that don't put your car on the street. Who are they trying to tell? It just means there's a change in the kingdom. And now you're going to have to make adjustments to be a legal citizen in that kingdom. Adjustments have to be made. Any place you go new, adjustments have to be made. So when Jesus came preaching the kingdom, he just said first, repent. You're going to have to change. If you're going to function in this kingdom, you're going to have to change. If you want to get the best of it, you're going to have to change. Your Bible is your guide to learn how to live in the kingdom of God. And if you master it, nothing shall be impossible to you. No thing shall be impossible to you. And Jesus came to demonstrate the life of the kingdom. He did not come to represent himself. He came to represent his father and the kingdom of his father. And so the first message he preached, he did not preach on all that in a bag of chips. And not only that, John the Baptist came preached before him. That's why I told you to turn to Matthew chapter 3. That's what I want you to see what John preached. Look over here in Matthew chapter 3. He said, we talk about healing, right? The reason why, I just don't want to talk about healing in and of itself because healing is here because the kingdom of heaven is here. Now, if the kingdom of heaven didn't come, then there's no need of preaching this message. This message has no value. Mm -hmm. Teaching people on divine healing has no value because Healing is just one of the benefits that come with the kingdom. And so you want to talk about the kingdom first and let you understand why the healing works. It works because a new kingdom is here and God is ready to demonstrate kingdom power up in here. And if you would believe, you can receive. And see, because... Because in one country, you got to have a citizenship card and you need one here. It's called born again. You have to be born in this kingdom. The Bible said unless you are born again, you cannot see this kingdom. You cannot experience this kingdom. It's not trying to get people to say to go to heaven. And I'm not trying to get nobody to go to heaven. Get saved because you're going to come right back. You read the book of Revelation. We're coming right back down here to earth. Heaven is just a holding place until we get everything worked out, until we find out who really want to live in this kingdom. Jesus said the day is coming that everything offends is going to be put out of the kingdom. 
If people come, when we go to the Tennessee State Prison for Women and preach, we notice that the people that work there call the inmates something. What do they call them, Pastor Cynthia? Yeah, what do they call the inmates? Another word for calling the inmates. You don't remember what they call them? You've been there for how many years? Okay. Anyway, they call them offenders. You remember that? Now she going now that I give her the right word, she's gonna take light. They call them offenders, y'all. They call them offenders. The offenders. Jesus said in his Bible, at the end, when all the offenders have been dealt with. Amen. Praise God. So every kingdom has to deal with offenders that come against the way of living for that kingdom. Every one of them deal with. Amen. Some of us have been offenders. You may not have been to prison, but you could have gone. You could have gone. Because everybody in there ain't, ain't the only ones that should be in there. Somebody didn't get caught. Amen. Just kind of move right along right now. Praise God. You can tell me your testimony at the church picnic. All right. So let's read here in uh, Matthew chapter 3. Because John the Baptist is the first one to preach the message. And he is introducing the kingdom, but he is not a citizen of the kingdom yet. Why? Because the kingdom had to come. Why, why wasn't John a citizen of the kingdom? He wasn't born again. He was the last prophet that didn't get born again. What a job. And he said, Jesus, I need the baptism that you're giving. He was asking to be born again. That's what he was asking. He said, I want to know what it's like to live in the kingdom of heaven while you're here on earth. He wanted the opportunity that you and I currently possess. Mm -hmm. And he was willing to change God's plan right there in the Jordan. He said, Jesus, I want you to baptize me. And he wasn't asking for water. Because he was preaching, there's one coming that will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He said nothing about being baptized with water. He said there's one that can give you the Holy Ghost. Come on now. As one that can put the Holy Ghost on the inside of you and put the Holy Ghost on. And he's coming after me and I am not even worthy to bow down and tie up his shoes, but he's coming, y'all. You better get ready. Make his path straight. You better make his path straight. He's a ruler coming from another kingdom. The Bible said of people born in the kingdom. Jesus said this personally. He said of all the prophets, John is the greatest of all the prophets. He's greater than David. He's greater than Moses. He's greater than Abraham. He's greater than Isaiah. Amen. He's greater than Ezekiel. He's greater than Daniel. He's greater than all the prophets that ever came. John is because he's introducing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
he is the introduce, he's introducing the world and he's rolling back the curtains of heaven and introducing the ruler of the entire world, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Behold, Jesus Christ, the Lord of all. He's introducing the Son of God. And because of that, he was the greatest of all the prophets. But Jesus said, one person born in the kingdom, whether great or small, is greater than John the Baptist. So that means when people come into the kingdom of God, everybody from Malachi all the way back to Genesis, and they did some awesome things. David could run through a whole troop and leap through a wall. Come on now. Yeah. Moses split the Red Sea. Come on now. Solomon built a nation where that he was so wealthy they piled the silver up outside. But they said of, of men born of women, there's none greater than John, but the person that's born in the kingdom is greater than John and everything in the whole Testament. I'm telling you right now, this is the baddest generation that has ever been on earth right now. And Jesus called them his church. And he said, upon this church, or the called out ones, the one that have left the kingdoms of darkness and have pressed into my kingdom, the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. No sickness, no disease, no demon, no, no, no threat, no fear, nothing by any means can harm them. They have power to tread upon scorpions and serpents. And by any means, no hard, deadly thing can harm them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. They'll speak in new tongues. If they drink anything, they will not harm them. You need to look at your neighbor and tell them, I'm bad. I don't put you and tell them, if you want to be like me, you better tighten up. Yeah. Now, the reason why we don't see people walking in this earth, because we've been in churches that play too much. It's, it's, it's pathetic what's happened to them. No healing at all. Pastor Nancy came to this church and she prophesied this church shall be known for divine healing. Amen. The truth is all churches should be known for divine healing. All McDonald's are known for the Big Mac. Amen. Hallelujah. Now look over here. I believe it's over here in, in, in uh, Matthew chapter 2. Now, Matthew chapter 3, verse, verse 1 and 2, and it says, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Jesus. He's preaching, but what is he preaching? And saying, repent, because it's going to take some change, because there's some ways you're living right now that's not going to work when he show up. If you want the power to live in your life, there's some things that, there's some mindsets and there's some ways that I'm currently demonstrating and I picked it up from my surroundings. Amen. All behavior is taught. All behavior is learned. The reason why you get high because somebody gave you some weed. You don't know where the drugstore is yourself. And I don't care if they legalize it in this kingdom. 
In the, in the kingdom we go into, he's called the Most High. <laughs> Come on now. You can get high over here too. <laughs> God, Jesus can get you high over here too. Paul got so high one time, he said, I couldn't tell if I was in my body or out of my body. That's in your Bible. He got so high, he said, I couldn't tell whether I was in my body or out of my body. Amen. That's, that's kind of how he had. And he was caught up to the third heaven. <laughs> he, I don't know if I brought my body or not. Now that's getting high, baby. <laughs> yes, it is. If you don't know if you're in your body or out of your body. Amen. That, that's, called, that's, put, that's, that's called being on something. That's called being on some substance. <laughs> John, John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Come on now. The people talk about getting some spirits. But John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And he was caught up to heaven. Come on now. And wrote the whole book of Revelations. Yeah. High. <laughs> so you just ain't had no experience with God. When I found out that God, and, and see every kingdom has a constitution or a covenant that they live by. Ours is called a constitution. This is a covenant. And I didn't know it. I was in church my whole life and I was about 30 years old and I didn't know the Bible was a covenant. I didn't know it. And I walked, and doctor, my pastor took me to Tarrant County Convention Center in Kennel Cove. I didn't even know we were going to be preaching on, he's preaching on the blood. I didn't even know what he was talking about for three days. I sat there three days for eight hours and didn't even know what he's talking about. And then all of a sudden it hit me. <sighs> See, there are dimensions in the spirit that most people never get to. You don't know how high you can get. You get close enough to God, you won't even know if you have a body or not. And finally on the fourth day it hit me after he preached three hours that I was in a covenant with God and he was so bound to me that failure is an impossibility. That he is so committed to me that failing in this life wasn't even a possibility. And I didn't know that at first. I sat there all day. I didn't even know where I was going. My pastor said, Keith, I'm taking you to this meeting. I had just gone through something real terrible in my life. And he thought he just, he said, Keith, I thought you was going to quit. I'm not a quitter. She taught me that right there. She ain't no quitter. She older than all y'all here. She's 90. <laughs> Praise God. You got your hearing aids in. Anyway, that's the only help she needs. See, all it takes a pill because you come in out and talk about healing. Most people age can't do what she does. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyway, what I was saying was, when I found out how committed God was to me, after sitting under the word, the word will do something to you, take you into another dimension. 
it just took me into another dimension. I didn't want to even talk with people. I walked down the streets of Tarrant County Convention. I couldn't even feel the sidewalk. I knew I was in another realm that I'd never been in in my life. I knew it was going to change me forever. I got off the airplane with her, and I looked at her, and I said, I'm a total different man. The Bible said when the Spirit of the Lord comes on you, it changes you into another person. So if you're still the same, that means that you ain't got enough of the Holy Ghost yet. I couldn't even feel the streets. I couldn't even feel I was. It's like I was floating down the streets because I was with the Most High. You don't need drugs when you really know God. You need no substance when you really know God. I'm just trying to help you right now. When I told Jesus I was 22 years old, I told him I'm never living the world again. I'm going to give you my life. I didn't even know what I was saying. And God would come into that apartment for two weeks, and he'd call my name out. I'd get up, and I'd look around, and I'd try. I'm hearing this voice, and I, I'm getting up, walking to the kitchen, walking to my bathroom, walking to the, the room, and, I, and there's nobody there. Keith, I jump up out of my bed. A few days later, he says, you're going to be a pastor. You get in the supernatural realm. And the reason why people do drugs is because the church hadn't given them the supernatural realm. They're trying to escape to another realm. They want to leave the kingdom they're in because it's so oppressive and it's so depressing in the kingdom they're in and they want to escape it. Mm -hmm. And they can't get out so they take drugs because they can't deal with the reality of that kingdom. Mm -hmm. And they want to escape. Mm -hmm. And so drugs are a way to, to cover your real problem. It's to cover it. It's still there. It's just a way to cloak it and cover it up so you can have a moment of peace. But you become an addict when you demand more peace than the drug can provide you. We're in the kingdom of God. You can get an overflow of peace and joy and happiness. It'll never stop coming to you because of who God is. So this is what I want to do to you, show you this scripture right here. He came this morning, and, and in the word he's preaching, uh, John the Baptist says, he says right here, he, he said he was preaching, but now he's telling you what he was preaching in verse 2, saying repent. Or repent means to change the way you think, because you have to have a different mindset. The reason why I can't live in Mexico, because I don't want to change the way I think. I don't, I'm going to have to change my language. To fit in, i got to change my language. To fit in, I have got to change my language. Because when I'm there, people are talking, and I'm just standing there. When they're singing the songs, la, la, she, la, 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 whatever. <laughs> and they can sing. Don't get me wrong. They can sing. I just dance with them. I just dance with them because I don't know what they're singing. So every now and then I say, I want to know the words of that song. So I get up to one of them. I say, what is this saying? The sentence to me, Jesus is mighty, all-powerful, all-wise, all-knowing. That's what y'all singing. Well, I would want to sing that too, but I can't sing it because I don't know the language. 
I don't know no language. I don't know how to drive down there. I got to change my money around. The houses are real close together, and I want a yard. So I can't go to Mexico except for to preach, stay real close to my pastor, get back to on the plane so I can get back to the plane and get on. And get, and get out of there. Somebody said, did, so I got there, and I got there. They said, did you know this is the second most dangerous city in all the world? I said, that's the kind of things you tell people before they buy their tickets and reserve hotel rooms. You know that? But no, I know I'm, I know I'm of this kingdom, and I believe nothing by any means shall harm me. And my job is to teach you how to live in this kingdom. My job is not to teach you how to jump, shout, and clap, and hoop, and holler, roll, and flow, throw your hat. That ain't got nothing to do with what we do here. No. So most people, their whole life, they've been flim-flam and bamboozled at church because the person leading the thing don't know how to live in the kingdom. Because we had church today, didn't we? No, you just clowned. People still broke, people still depressed, people still live in sin, and you got all kind of kingdom offenders in there. And if you stand up and really preach the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, you'd get a real church. Amen. He says you're going to have to change because the kingdom of heaven is here. Turn over here, real. turn over here. Praise God. How many people watched the game last night? Praise God. Don't be ashamed. I'm not going to mess with you that you watched it. I watched the game too. Praise God. How long did the game last? Like three or four hours. Okay, then. Well, don't give me some time here. Can you do me, can you give me more than 30 minutes to talk about the kingdom? You might want to press into it a little bit harder. Hey, Amen. Give me a chance. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. I, I like football. I, I enjoy it. Praise God. Me and Jerry played for the Maplewood Panthers. We were number one in Nashville. You couldn't beat our team. And Daryl back here too. We were the Maplewood Panthers. You want to hear me sing the song? Yeah. I ain't going to sing the song. Yeah. We are the Maplewood Panthers. No. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. We are the Panthers. Come on now. I like football too. And again, the devil taketh them up into a, an exceeding high mountain. Turn over here. Turn over here to... Uh, I'm reading it. I ain't told you where to turn. Turn over here to Matthew chapter 4, verse 8. Look at this real quick. I'm just introducing you to kingdom. Then I want to show you that the benefit, one of the benefits of the kingdom is healing. And then I want to show you that the king of the kingdom, his name is Jehovah Rapha. And that means unceasingly ministering healing. That's the thing I want to show you. First, I want to show you the kingdom, and then I want to show you that Jesus preached the kingdom, John the Baptist preached the kingdom. I don't have time to take you to Acts chapter 1, where Jesus spent 40 days, and he never changed the message. He's resurrected. He's back with his disciples, and he spent 40 days talking about the kingdom of God. He never changed the subject. So from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it was all about the kingdom of God. And then the last message that Jesus left, and he spent 40 days talking about it. All day long, every day, talking about the kingdom. And the Holy Spirit's job is to manifest the kingdom. Jesus said, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom 
is coming. And that's the reason why nothing shall by any means harm you because the Holy Ghost is with you to represent the kingdom. And when you tell the devil to go, he has to go. When you tell sickness to go, he has to go because the Holy Ghost and the angelic host of God is the power. Come to manifest the power of the kingdom. Come on now. Somebody going to get healed today. In that body. Hallelujah. Come on now. Look what it says right here. It says uh, over in Matthew chapter 4. Now, did I say verse 17? Let's look at verse 8. It says, and again, the devil taketh him and the devil taketh Jesus up into a high mountain and showeth him what? Now, the Bible is your best history textbook. You don't have an education, you don't know your Bible. Because when I remember when I was class and I was studying world history, and I remember they talked about the uh, Fertile Crescent. That's where the, you remember the Fertile Crescent? Some of y'all know y'all missed that class, didn't you? <laughs> See, some of y'all, some of y'all, something else, y'all missed that class. That's, that's fifth grade. That's Mr. Decent's class, the fifth grade, the Fertile Crescent. That's where the Egyptians were. And, and, and down by the Nile River, everything, you couldn't stop stuff from growing down there. And that's why they became the first, the first kingdom, the Egyptians. They don't talk about And, and now the textbooks completely ripe out David and the kingdom of Solomon. They wipe it completely out. They don't tell you about that. Because some people don't like Jewish people. So they took it out of our textbooks. So you're going to have to read your Bible. Your Bible is your best world history textbook on the planet. It was Egyptian kingdom first, then... The Jews break off, and then you go into the Assyrians, the Medes, the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, and you go into the British Empire, really what you are part of, but you're really rebels in this room because you broke off from Great Britain. You called it a revolution, but it was really a rebellion that you succeeded at. And the reason why you succeeded because you decided to make this nation one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. And you decided the queen wouldn't determine what we, or the king determined what we would preach. You made a separation of church and state and you decided that you would let the church blossom and succeed. And God raised up the greatest nation that has ever been. This is the only nation that asked for God that asked the God that would God build this nation and we will serve you. And he raised it to be up the most powerful nation on the face of the earth because of that. And we've been blessed because we've been friends to Israel. You gotta know your history. You gotta know your history. It's not an accident. <coughs> Jesus is Jehovah, the Lord of war. Because wars determine what kingdoms exist. And when I studied about him being the Lord of Sabbath, that means he is the Lord of all spiritual armies and physical armies. So he controls the outcome of every battle from heaven. Why? Because the devil wants to control him too. So he took Jesus because he saw Jesus' value. The devil will look at you and measure your value and he determines whether he can use you in his kingdom or not. And he'll try to place you somewhere in his kingdom. And he's ruling them all. And he said, Jesus, I got a place for you in the kingdoms. And because of who he is, he's the only man on the planet that he can't control. Because he's from the kingdom of heaven. And so he offers him a job. And he says, 
I, and he showed him in a moment of time all the kingdoms of his word. He said, you bow down and worship me. I'll make you Lord of all of them. And Jesus said, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. And him only shall you serve. And the devil left him alone. So the devil knows this about what? Kingdoms also. And he, he knows this about the wealth in those kingdoms too. There's going to be another wealth transfer. Amen. Just like when the children of Israel, God's going to move money because he wants me to preach this message all over this region. Yes. Amen, praise God. And that's the reason why we got to build that building and put it on Dickerson Road so all the foolishness stops in the church. Yes. Yes. Amen, you better know it. I'm just telling you the truth, hallelujah. We got, a, we got an assignment on us. It's like Jesus had an assignment. Now, come over here to verse 17. Jesus came, and he came. Look over Jesus 17, uh, Matthew 4, 17. And from that time, Jesus began and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is here. I'm coming here with a lifestyle of heaven. That's what I'm coming here with. And one of the benefits that I'm going to demonstrate that comes with the kingdom is you don't have to be sick in your body. Amen. Amen. You do not have to be sick in your body. Now, those other kingdoms, those other kingdoms have sickness and disease in them. And the reason why they have them is because the devil is the author of stealing, killing, and destroying. And his kingdom comes with pain, suffering, depression, and so Jesus, when he came into Israel, anybody that was suffering from something from the kingdom of darkness, like the woman that was bowled over for what, 18 years, and he said, he said, Satan has bowled this woman over. John 10, 38, God, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about healing all those who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. The devil is an oppressor. He don't know how to do nothing good. And Jesus came to destroy all of his works. So if it's something in your body that's causing you, they call it a disease because it causes dis-ease in your life. It takes away comfort in your life. He came to destroy it and get it out of your body. Amen. And he's using the powers of the worlds to come mm -hmm. to get it done. Amen. Somebody say the kingdom's here. The kingdom's here. The kingdom of heaven is here. Amen. You said because that's what the Bible said. Look at verse 23. And Jesus went about all of Galilee, hooping and hollering and preaching and singing and dancing. You got to teach people how to do this. You got to turn the organ off. Be still a minute and listen and be taught. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You got to get you a five-hour energy bottle so you can stand up. So you can stay up. Amen. Praise God. Or you got to get somebody next to you that will bow you yeah. when you get ready to pass and you're drifting off going to sleep because teaching puts people to sleep. Mm -hmm. Now the Titans game is going to make you excited. Bless God forever. And that's why the churches know that. So they got trying to have all kind of excitement at the church. 
and got the man on the hook. Hit that one more time. Turn on. That's a wake up section number. That's wake up section number five that's gone to sleep over there. And I'm not going to do that because <laughs> you got because you got to know how to you got to because when because I'm not teaching you this because <laughs> when you, when your child needs divine healing, you won't have to call me because you'll realize you are part of the kingdom and the same ability Jesus had. You got it, too. And so you just lay hands on them in the name of Jesus and the same power that raised Jesus from which happens to be a kingdom power goes into your baby. Amen. And drives out all kind of sickness and disease. Then you can get to organize. Ain't he all right? Won't he do it? But let's get some manifestations first. We start shouting when the Titans won. But we sit there first. Is this going to be one of them days? Is this going to be one of them games where we are ahead and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the curse hit. I know Baltimore thought the curse hit, balls are flat. No. I want you to know how to win. The Bible said faith is the victory that overcomes the word. Caleb got him talking about faith is how we receive from the kingdom whatever we need. Faith is the exchange we use. We use our born again citizenship. We use our born-again citizenship because we're citizens of the kingdom and we got a right to the kingdom health care plan. Amen. Because you cannot serve in the kingdom if you're sick. What happens if everybody in the country is sick? The government can't function if everybody in the country is sick. They call it an epidemic. We got to figure out how to do this. We got to figure out how to stop this because this could get out of hand, man, and people die. And that's why we call, back in the days, plagues would wipe out whole communities and things like that because people didn't know how to deal with them. Didn't know how to deal with them. Now the kingdom knows how to deal with it. Now look, listen to this. Jesus went about, I'm going to read this, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel or the good news of the kingdom. What was the good news? You don't have to be sick. You don't have to be broke. You don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to be depressed anymore. You don't have to be suicidal anymore. We'll get the devil off of you. You don't have to be under the authority of the devil anymore for the rest of your life. He don't have to tear up. He can't tear up your family in the kingdom. God will build your house and your house will be divorce proof. Amen. Amen. Say amen to that. It don't matter what you've been through in your past. I'm not talking about where you've been. I'm talking about where you're going because the kingdom's here. Can you say amen to that? It takes the kingdom to keep your house together. It takes the kingdom to keep your children safe. It takes the power of the Holy Ghost, amen, to keep your whole family safe when you are not there to protect them and watch over them. And even if you could, it may not be good enough, but the angels of the Lord encamp around about us to keep us from all hurt, harm, and danger. And one of them killed 185,000 men in one night. Now, he works for me now, but there's others out there. You can get to help you too. See, we've been going to church, but we ain't been living in the kingdom. We've been going to church without living the kingdom lifestyle. That's what we've been doing. 
And I don't want to teach healing like it just stands out there right. by That's itself. Right. It right. doesn't. It is a benefit right. like any natural kingdom that belongs That's to the right. citizens of that kingdom. And those citizens have the ability to lay hands on the sick and they don't even have to be saved. They don't even have to be saved and you have the ability. They shall lay hands on the sick and it didn't even say the sick had to be saved. Then you teach them how to be saved after they get their healing. You tell them where the healing power came from. In this kingdom there are miracles. Signs and wonders. There was a man's hand that was withered all up and Jesus told him to stretch out your hand. This kingdom has new body parts on this side. God can put a new body part in you. Come on now and not even leave the stitch mark on you. He took the rib out of Adam's side and you couldn't even tell where God made the incision. Come on now. And build a whole woman out of that. He wasn't wild over her. Bone of my bone and flesh of mine. Mama said amen up here on the front row. I told you she got the Holy Ghost. Y'all think y'all playing. She ain't playing with y'all. She on this front row riding. Praise God. We're going to lay hands on her ears too today. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. And guess what he was doing? He was preaching the gospel. And then he did what? Healing. How many? How many did he heal? So the kingdom heals how many? The kingdom never tells a person, we have done all we can do. Because that means that kingdom is not, they, they did their best to just limit it. The king, every kingdom knows that you have to have, or every governmental system knows you got to have some form of medical care. All of them know that. All of the developed ones know that. And you got to have people trained and to work in the medical system. We got a lot of people in our church working in the medical field. And so really they help God. Mm -hmm. Really, they are ministers. Caleb worked on the police force because the kingdom cannot deal with offenders. And the Bible says that the police force works with God. They work with him too. They just do what they do on a natural level. They just do what they do on a natural level. And because the church has not been properly taught, it does not know how to function on this kingdom of heaven level. And we're going to have to work on it. We're going to have to work on it. Amen. And look what it says, right? He came preaching and, he, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and healing how many? All, all manner, all, we can say all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people. And his fame went through all of Syria and they brought, now they're pressing into the kingdom. Why are they pressing into the kingdom? Because what the devil's done to me, I can get it off of me. Because the kingdom is here to wipe out what was done to my family. Come on now. The kingdom is here to wipe out what was done to my family that know that the medical system of that time couldn't get off. Amen. It's things that the medical system can't get off you today. Amen. And God says, a happy heart doeth good like a medicine. So stop being mad at everybody. That'll keep you healthy right there. 
and losing your temper to everybody and, and throwing a conniption fit. Stay happy. Amen, because it'll do good like a medicine. And then the Bible says that, the, and, and Bible says that the, the Word of God in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3 or chapter 4, you got to go back and look at it, read both of them, that the Word is health to all your flesh. Yes. So if you just read healing scriptures, yes. it would start working on your body yes, and turning the situation around yes. because the Word is health to what? All your flesh, so the word can heal eyes, it can heal backs, it can heal knees, it can heal, it can heal, it can heal nervous systems, it can heal respiratory systems. If the word just get the word in you. Write this down. Psalms 145, verse 20 and 21 says that God, if you love the Lord, he will preserve you that he would keep your body in a state where it wouldn't wear out. Psalms 145, verse 20 and 21, because of his mercy. Amen. Now, he, he, he said, look, his fame went out abroad throughout all of Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with different kind of diseases, people with torments, and those that were possessed with devils. You can get rid of the devil today. Because yeah. the devil be trying to tell you, you'll never get rid of me. You're going to be crazy your whole life. Because I'm going to stay right here with you. Mm -mm, you can get rid of him. Because he comes representing a whole other kingdom anyway. When you get born again, the Bible said God, Jesus took you out of the kingdom of darkness and put you over in the kingdom of light. Which means I'm supposed to have a totally different life than I had over there. You ain't never supposed to run out of money in this kingdom. Amen. I'm going to tell you why in just a minute. Now, he said he went through, he went through all Syria, right? And then he says, those that torment, those possessed with devil, and those that were lunatic, come on now. And those that has the palsy, it means the nervous system began to be affected and they couldn't move their limbs like they're supposed to. Palsy healed them all. And he healed them. And then there followed him what? So what are they doing? They're pressing into the kingdom. When people know it really works, let them put out a pill that say you can eat chocolate cake all you want to. They, they're not going to be able to keep that shelf clean. I mean, that shelf full. When people feel like there's a, there's a remnant to their situation, they will go after that remedy because it's giving them the quality. It's increasing that quality of life. Jesus came and said, I'm coming that you might have life and what? Life more. I want to increase your quality of life while you're here. And the way to do it is to bring the way we live in heaven here in earth. So therefore, you ought to get up every morning and say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom has come. And let your will be done in my life. I say it like this, in my wife, because I won't be fussing with her. Let it be done in my life, in my wife, 
I don't want to be arguing with my children. In my children, amen. I said, let the, because they know arguing in heaven. I said, let that kingdom come. Thy will be done in my life. I want to fix myself first. I want to fix everybody else and I stay the same. I want to fix me first. I want to align with your kingdom first. Then I want my children to do. Then I don't want to be fussing with the church members either. So your will be done in the church members' life. On earth, just like it is in heaven. Praise God. And Dr. Sedger has been so quiet and sweet like in heaven back there on the back row. Because my prayers are working for him. He's back there really sweet. And Ryan is too. He has not done nothing but just sit up here and listen to me the whole time. The kingdom is working. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And then I say, deliver us from all evil. I don't want none of it. You got a right to not have any of it. I call us delivered from every evil work, preserved in his heavenly kingdom, and kept by the power of God unto salvation. Amen. Now the kingdom is possible because of who the king is. I got to go back to him and teach you. He introduced himself to Moses. He said, there ain't no man's Jehovah the Lord of war yet. He says, people don't know I'm a God that can fight. If I had to throw down, that's throw down. Yeah. Amen. That's what he said. Like, that's what he said. He said, they ain't seen me like this before. And went out there and drowned the whole Egyptian army. And then when he got him out into the wilderness, in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, he introduced himself as Jehovah Rapha. I'm going to be your doctor. I'm going to bring three million people out into the wilderness. There's no quick care. There's no emergency room. There's no hospital. There's nothing out here. But I am going to be your physician out here for 40 years. And ain't nobody going to get sick out here. Because I am the Lord that healed you. I am your physician. God introduced himself as the physician for his people in his kingdom. So I was in my office and I was reading this and I want to share this with you and then I'm done. I was in my office and I was reading over the names of God and I missed a word. See, when you study, you can't miss words. They're so important. Words are very important. Everything we do, we do by words. Words cause everything to happen. And so I was reading about the names of God, and I want to read you what Jehovah Rapha means. And it says, Jehovah Rapha, one of the redemptive, just one of the redemptive names of God, it means the Lord, your healer, that I am your doctor. Amen. Amen. So when they put down there, do you have a family physician? I say, yes. His first name, Jehovah, and then Rapha. You think I'm playing. But anyway, 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 you laughing. You laughing. But he, that's who he is. We won't let him be our doctor. He says, I'm a doctor. And like you say in the old church back in London Baptist, that ain't never lost a case. <laughs> Come on now, that's how they say. Ain't never lost a case. And cases everywhere failing in the church. They just playing like, they just playing. They, 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 they write about him, but they ain't experiencing him because they don't know how to receive from him because it takes faith to receive from him. They got a sick and shut in list. 
It should be, it should be no list in any church. God took them three million people out in the wilderness and kept all of them healed. Kept them fed because he's your provider. I'm Jehovah Jireh, your provider. I never stop. I never stop healing. That's what I want y'all to sing this morning. I said, I'm teaching on healing. I said, I wish they would just go in too. I mean, just making it up on the fly. You never stop. You never stop healing. This kept saying working though. I couldn't get none of their attention. None when I'm looking at me. We just say he working. You don't know what he working on. He never stops. Let me share with you this word. So it goes down here. Here's the meaning of the definition. I got this off of blueletterbible.com. It's a good software you want it. Jehovah is translated the one existing, the existing one. The existing one, the existing Lord, self-existing, has no beginning or end, the eternal God. He says the chief meaning of Jehovah is derived from the meaning to be or to exist. I exist and I am. He told Moses, I am what I am. And whatever I am, I never stop doing it. Go tell the people that. Amen. And it says to, it says here, denotes God who reveals himself unceasingly. He said, stop right there. He said in your mind, you see me stop doing until you need. He said, but that's not who I am. He might not come when you want to, and you're just right on time. Ain't nobody said nothing like that. <laughs> so people try to get God to come to their situation. You got the wrong God. And because you don't know him, he can't respond to you. Because who you're trying to get him to be, he's not that. It means to be, to exist, to be who he is. And the covenant is... In Hebrews 8 and 10, all my people shall know me from the least to the greatest. I want my people to know me because they know me. They know how to respond to me properly. And the way to respond to me properly is I am Jehovah Rapha who unceasingly provides healing. So every day when you get up, I don't care if your body's feeling good. You're supposed to worship, Father, I worship you, that you are God, you are my father. But you are Jehovah Rapha, who unceasingly provides me healing. I receive healing from the crown of my head to the soles of my... And ain't nothing wrong with your body at all. There's nothing wrong with your body at all. You, you, because you got to receive it because he never stops providing it. Now listen to this. If you wait till something comes, and that's how most people do. They wait till something come, and then they say, I need healing. And then they try to get God to come. They got his whole personality, the whole outlook of who he is, is wrong. Uh-huh. They're trying to get him to come to this situation. And the Lord will hear me when he get ready. I heard that too. Preach all over. He said that he preached all over the world. He don't know nothing about healing though. Not this. You got to be trained to know this. I just skipped over that one word. He said, that's not, he said, Keith, you don't deal with me of really who I am. He said, I'm Jehovah Jireh, your provider. I never stop providing you resources. 
I never stop being who I am. So healing just flows from me. The Bible said the children of Israel, God came, Jesus came to preach to them, and he said the power of the Lord was present to heal them all. The power was there to heal every last one of them because they did not react to him properly. Then he couldn't heal them because they did not identify who he is. My healing is going to come. What God you talking to? I'm going to get it. No, the Bible says you are already healed. The problem is you stop receiving it on a regular basis. So now you've gotten behind in the healing supply to your body. Just like you can get behind in bills. You got behind in healing. And now you're going to have to take in more to catch up. So now you're going to have to sit down there all day. If it's terminal, it's going to take. Listen, if it's terminal, it's all day. If it's, listen to me, from what I've seen, if it's terminal, it's all day. You may have to call in and tell them you're not coming. You've been calling out anyway. And you're going to have to sit down with your Bible because the word of God is medicine to all your flesh. And please don't read Leviticus. Read about the Lord being your healer. Read about him forgiving all your sins and healing all your diseases. And I sent my word to heal you, to deliver you. And I bore your sins on the cross. And I took your sickness and disease and carried it away. And now you are to live unto God. And by my stripes, you are already healed. And when that get on the inside of you, it starts driving stuff out of your body. And you may have to sit there and take treatment all day long. You ain't going to be able to watch Bonnie Five today. Because sickness can change your life. Sister Connor, there she said, Pastor Morgan, I can't come to church on and first time I come to church, she said, I go to dialysis. So I got to be there Monday morning. Got to be there Wednesday. Got to be there Friday. Got to be. You can't miss. If you miss, you die. You cannot miss dialysis. And sometimes I'm preaching to people, they miss too much. And they're going to get behind in the area. That's all the devil trying to do is get you behind. Well, she started believing God. And got it turned around. She don't go to dialysis no more. It's all turned around. God gave her a new kidney. She got a, she got a donated kidney. Hallelujah. And she had trouble with the kidney. And then she had to believe God to hit the kidney, get accepted in her body. She had to believe God for that, but she believed it. Yes. And God, it turned around. Oh, glory yes. to God. It'll turn. The Bible said the kingdom of God is like a ship going the wrong way. But if you put your word, like you take your tongue and let it become the word of that ship, it'll turn the thing around. Sometimes it takes time to turn it, baby. But the first time you speak, the word is turning. You can't tell a big ship is turning. But if you keep watching, you say, wait a minute, that thing is turning. Because he never stops working. 
He never stops turning it. You just got to stay with it. But once you get well, you get up every day. Now from here, I ain't getting behind. You can do it with money too. Just call him Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You supply me. He said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. So it's two things God don't want you to do. To fail, to run out of money, and to lose your health. Because those are two qualities that you need, or two abilities that you need to serve in the kingdom. You need both of them. So he plans on providing birth for them constantly. Now, I'm not going to turn this. It's uh, Exodus 15, 26, where he says, I'm Jehovah. He told three million people, I'm y'all's healer. When I read that, the word unceasingly, he says, Keith, healing constantly flows from me. There was a woman that had an issue of blood, and she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. And Jesus didn't even know that the woman was going to touch him. But the flow of healing was there. Come on, that his healing was being supplied there. And when she tapped into it with her faith, the supply came to her, and the Bible said immediately. The blood dried up right there on the spot. There was some woman had an issue of blood, and, and uh, a lady in our church gave her high healing scriptures, the healing scriptures we put in our prayer book. And uh, she said, my pastor got these healing scriptures. Why don't you just read these healing scriptures? And uh, it, it, it's been, they, people go over it, and they receive healing when they go over these scriptures. She couldn't stop bleeding. A female attack, attack on the female from the enemy. She couldn't stop bleeding. And... Later, our church handed her the, the sheets, and she started reading the sheets. Because I put on there all the scriptures. I, pre- I put on even there the prayer you're supposed to say. Yeah. You get to the end, I command healing. I command in the kingdom of heaven, there is no sickness. So I declare the kingdom is here. I command sickness to leave my body in the name of Jesus because my body is in my domain. She read those sheets. She came back to the work and saw the lady that comes out church. She said, "Those the word worked." She said, "The flow of blood stopped, and God healed me." She came. It was Tamika that did that. Tamika came to back and said, "Pastor Rock, I gave you sheets. This lady, she's got to heal." Why? Because the word is medicine to your flesh. Somebody say, he never stops. He never stops. Did you get it today? Yes. In the kingdom, hallelujah. Yes. Healing never stops. Yes. Praise God. Now, this-